It's coming home. It's coming home. Tell the world that it's coming home. Let the rain wash away all the tears of that Sunday night. And while the kingdom awaits, having forgiven their mistakes, because in Qatar, football is finally coming home. Ah, that was alright, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, welcome everybody back to the Friday Night Podcast for Friday, uh, July 16th, 2021. I can't believe that I actually like spent 20 minutes on freaking writing this and then actually like performing it <laughs> after like actually because I was like, come on, I can do something with this. Right. And I even listened to the song um, so that it would make sense. Also, ah, dude, this somehow worked out. But uh, yeah, uh, obviously it didn't not come home uh, tw- last Sunday, which was very unfortunate. Um, but the way I look at it is, even if England had won it, then people would have been like, well, it, 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 you know, it didn't actually come home because who the fuck cares about the Euros? You know, the World Cup is all everybody cares about. That's what people would have said anyways. So, um, <clears throat> and, and people will not be able to say anything, anything. Um, I guess they'll always find something, but if... No, what, sorry, <clears throat> when when England actually wins uh, the World Cup in 2022, Qatar, I'm telling you, it's coming home. Then people will uh, not be able to say shit anymore because if they actually do it, then, I mean, literally football will have come home because, come on now, it's the World Cup. It doesn't get any bigger than that. I mean, come on now. And it's all only like, uh, <clears throat> ah, how, how, pfft. When is it? Uh, November. So it's only another like 16 months away, which I'm very excited for. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm happy the intro worked out. That, that's my biggest success of the night. Uh, speaking of the night, God damn, this is another legit Friday night podcast. That's right. Um, it's currently 9.42 p.m. Oh my God, it's going to be a, a real night podcast. And I hope I'll still be able to uh, crank it out today. Um, <clears throat> now I'm sure it, it will be available at like 11.30 p.m. Maybe 11.45 p.m. It should be available on Spotify. I'm I'm talking German time, obviously. Uh, or Germany time. Yeah. Because um, that's where I live. Uh, what should I talk about first? I got so many things to talk about. I want to um, give you guys a quick little review for Loki and Black Widow. I also want to talk about the England-Italy game. Uh, we got a tweet of the day or tweet of the week. I don't know. Uh, it's just a new new little segment that I decided to ing- include at least for, the, for today. Uh, I'm going to talk about Bill Burr live tweeting the England-Italy game. And uh, I actually had uh, followed it live as well. <laughs> While I was watching the game, I, I, I kept refreshing my Twitter to see the latest update of Bill Burr on the game uh, from him. Uh, gonna talk about the movies I saw this week. Uh, 
quite a few interesting ones. It was mainly revisitings, really, except for a couple of films. Um, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, gonna quickly touch up on that and YouTube video of the week. Um, first, I want to talk about last week's Reddit, though. Um, the one with the creepy old man. Um, <clears throat> as I said last week, uh, I did... Uh, I would um, I did uh, hit up my friend and ask him what he thought about it uh, about my opinion or my take on the matter that I wasn't actually being crazy uh, since I was giving the old man the benefit of the doubt and I, I wanted to make sure that this was not actually a case of uh, pedophilia or anything like that and he confirmed he agreed with me that uh, uh, he did not think it was, but it could have been. And I even said that last week on the podcast, so you cannot, like, come at me for that, for that you know? Uh, yeah, because I said it. I said that I was giving him the benefit of the doubt since the, the dude writing on Reddit was only giving it from one perspective. And, you know, you, when, you, when you're only getting a story from one perspective... You've got to think of it, okay, how could this person have perceived it? But how could it actually... Because a lot of the time, especially through the internet, uh, very easily there can can, have, um, can be a, a misunderstanding. I mean, they, they happen all the time. So, um, yeah. So, oh yeah, especially on Twitter. Like, if you're limited with your characters, like, only have, like, 280, right? Uh, at least they increased it from 140 to uh, 280 uh, many years ago. But um, yeah, I mean, the 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 guy write, uh, writing the little uh, Reddit uh, letter, I guess, um, he did not specify on certain remarks. You know, for instance, when he talked about his uh, six-year-old swim swimming uh, coach making sexual remarks, inappropriate comments. Um, he did not say what type of comments they were, you know, I mean, he, he did not say, I mean, and I'm going to give you two extremes here. All right. Uh, two extremes. I would never talk like this. Honestly, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't. Um, let me come over some, okay. Uh, let me give you the one example of where he's just a creep. Uh, definitely a, a, a creep, but not a pedophile. So, he, so, so the dude said, "Oh yeah, my coach, he he was making sexual remarks, but he didn't say what exactly." Um, now he only gave gave that like one incident, one incident. Like if I saw you having sex with that person, I wouldn't snitch on you, or I wouldn't record it, or. Anything like something like that, right? I cannot quite remember because the post have been has been removed on uh, Reddit and uh, the, the, the last uh, I would have to like listen to my podcast again from last week, but I don't I don't listen to them Honestly, I don't I never listen to my podcasts. Anyways, uh, maybe that's why they're so shitty I uh, know um, let's go back to the uh, hold on uh, da -da -da. Right, so when he said, yeah, he was making sexual remarks, so it could have been from, and this is the, the, the a creepy comment, obviously, 
let's say he said, oh yeah, you know, hey dude, you know, back in my old high school days, man, I was going through one chick after another, piping her with thick man, god damn. You know, he could have been like that. <laughs> I highly doubt that a 60 year old man would talk like that. <laughs> but, um, I'm just saying, you know, what if, uh, and that would be creepy because you're talking to a, a young kid and, um, personally, I find it weird anyways when you, when, when someone is, is talking to somebody else about, uh, sex in general, or at least, uh, the, their own intimate adventures, you know, experience, uh, personally, I think that's weird, you know? Yeah. Whether it's guys talk or girls talk, I don't care. To me, that's weird. Um, there should only be between the part, uh, the, the two partners involved. If it's only two partners involved, obviously. Um, you know, it might be more. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Um, and then the other extreme could be uh, the, the guy. And that would actually qualify as pedophilic, uh, pedophilia behavior. If he had said, uh, you know, wouldn't you want to know the feeling of what it you know i'm just saying you know what it would it's like to have a dick up your ass you know if he had said that to the kid well he's not a kid he's 17 years old um that is definitely very very suspect and um i would qualify that absolutely uh mark that as pedophilic behavior and if not uh, extremely inappropriate behavior, uh, comments and, uh, disgusting, honestly, like, dude, you, you don't talk about sex with a young kid, you just don't do it, young kid, I, I'm calling him young kid again, 17 years old, it's not like he was eight or anything like that, oh my god, heck no, uh, obviously, then I would have definitely immediately marked this as a pedophilic, uh, pedophile incident you know um absolutely but, but you know we gotta t take certain things into consideration because at 17 you're in that age right where you're exploring you know a little bit testing the waters you know you kind of just you know and you're, you're definitely interest have interest in girls and you've gone through puberty or maybe you've already passed it by that age um so yeah so, so there's definitely a big difference when you tell an eight-year-old something and, and a seventeen-year-old, even though both qualify as minors. Just to be clear, um, right? So uh, now, now I'm glad. Uh, and my friend backed me up on this. That that he said, yeah, you you gave him the benefit of the doubt, and um, yeah, like I said, I mean, there could also be misunderstanding. Also, I would like to add that, and I also said this last week. But I'm gonna uh, stress on it again. Um, I think it's sometimes important for us when we look at these advice things that we uh, kind of look at them as if we were this problems child, uh, this problems, this problem child's parent, for instance. You know. So let's say, uh, you know, obviously we have the guy writing in here. So what would I do if? Or what would I advise if that was my kid telling me this story? You know, um, I'd probably say, 
Well, I'd probably tell the kid to tell him uh, to tell uh, his father that, you know, or his mother or both parents. Um, definitely. Or talk to someone. If, if, if the kid is too scared, talk to the school counselor. Just just to maybe identify this with the situation more. Uh, I think you actually got to kind of try to um, put yourself into the situation. And uh, I think one way to do it would be if you were to identify yourself as the problem child's um, parent, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call the person writing in the problem child, and it has nothing to do with them, him or her being a child or not. Okay, I th yeah, that's it for the uh, addressing the last week Reddit thing. Uh, let me give you guys a YouTube video of the week. Uh, this is a one minute video. Uh, I just looked for a funny video and this one was recommended to me by YouTube. I had seen this one before, but it's it's always <laughs> it's funny. Uh, you guys should check it out. It's called um, Balotelli uh, Failed Trick Shot and uh, Substitution. <laughs> so basically what happens is you, this was uh, in a match between uh, LA Galaxy. I'm sure it was a friendly match. Must have been. It was between LA Galaxy and Manchester City. Mario Balotelli obviously playing for um, Manchester City, and uh, they had a, you know Balotelli had a chance and he <laughs> tried to 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 do uh, perform with some sort of trick shot. Uh, you know, with a back heel, kind of doing a spin at 180, and then a, I mean if. If it had gone in, that would have been awesome. But the way he did it, uh, mm. the 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 funniest shit ever is the fact that the so he he missed. He totally missed. It did not go the way he wanted it to go, and uh, the entire stadium booed. <laughs> they booed him out, and not not just they. Not just did they boo him, they booed him out. That's right, out. Because guess what? The coach subbed him off in the 31st or 32nd minute. And this was the funniest shit ever to me. Because if I was a player, you know, a professional football player, and uh, my health was fine, you know, I'd, uh, I'm feeling perfectly fit and all of that. If I was, however, substituted off, in the first half of the game, I would take that as an insult. Um, yeah, that would mean that the, the coach is fucking pissed at me, you know. Uh, and uh, he hates me right now. And uh, I'm in deep, deep trouble, you know. And uh, that, I think that's what Balotelli must have been thinking. I mean, I think it was just a friendly match, right? Because in no universe would they ever play in a tournament, uh, in one tournament. Um, yeah, right. I mean, LA Galaxy, Manchester City. There's no such thing as a, as a club, world. Well, actually, that's not true. There's the club. Um, the what's it called? Ah, I only know the German term club Wilhelm. Uh, I guess club world cup. Is that what it's called? Uh, club world 
Wait, FIFA Club World Cup. Damn, that's a mouthful. Postponed. Oh shit. What? This year? No, wait. No, no, no. I guess they get they gotta do the the uh, World Cup next year. No, no, no. Wait, no. It, it must happen. Wait, when is it though? Twenty twenty one. Oh wait, no, what is wrong with me? That's the that's the freaking uh, clubs playing, exactly. Oh, and Bayern Munich already won it in February. Oh, now I get it. Okay, I'm being stupid right now, okay. <laughs> I really am. Um, okay, whatever. Let's uh, move on with... Um, uh, the tweet of the week, or the tweet of the day, I cannot decide. What should I go with? Ha heck, let's go with tweet of the week. Let's give this guy some props. All right. Because this is probably my favorite tweet that I've seen all day long. Um, it was made by. Uh, I don't know who this person is. Uh, Chance Morris Dumfet Igly Laxi Stoid. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Uh, there are a couple of typos in his profile name, but it's okay. That's probably intended. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, he has like almost six hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Anyways, the way I, I I found out about it was because Sweet Anita, who's a terrific streamer, she um uh, Twitch streamer, she uh, liked this. So let me read this out loud. Uh, this guy writes, I had a dream I was getting a blowjob, but I woke up and I was actually getting a blowjob. I was really excited that it was actually happening, but then life went inception on me and it was a dream within a dream and I woke up again and I wasn't getting a blowjob. <laughs> That's so funny to me, man. Right. Because I swear I must have had that dream too. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'd, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I, I'm. A <laughs> yeah, I, I can see myself having had that dream, honestly. Uh, yeah, so speaking of Inception, I want to watch that film like uh, throughout the next seven days, right? Until the next podcast. But we got plenty of other movies that I, uh, I want to talk about. Um, so let me just talk about the movies I saw this week. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, be, uh, I, I'll, I will leave the uh, Black Widow and Loki review at the end uh, of, the, uh, of me talking about the movies. So first of all, let me just talk about, uh, I guess, Sweeney Todd. Let's just get straight into it. Sweeney Todd... The Demon Barber Fleet Street is my hands down my favorite musical of all time. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again over and over and over and over again because it is so true. I freaking love that film. Uh, and musical, it, you know, it's a film and it's a musical. Um, dude, I swear, I know, I, I know the songs so well that I can actually sing along with them. Like I actually know the lyrics so well and I, I know when they start to sing their song, you know, it, it's like, I don't, it's like I don't even have to insert the Blu-ray disc anymore because I just have, I could just 
freaking turn the freaking film on in my brain and I could just watch it in my head and sing along. Like, uh, that's how well I know Sweeney Todd. But goddamn, every single time I watched it, it's still so fucking brutal. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah. I mean, even though the blood... I don't know, I, I wouldn't say it looks super unrealistic. Nope, I, I don't think it does actually. I think it actually looks kind of realistic. Uh, see, I don't know how, what it looks like when a throat is slit and I really, 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 really do not want to know what it actually looks like. So please don't send me anything. Uh, but if you want to send me anything other than some stupid ass creepy shit like that, uh, just uh, write me and uh, write at me at um, the Friday Night Podcast twenty twenty at gmail.com. Don't forget the Friday Night Podcast twenty twenty at gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you wanted some advice or something, or I don't know, want me to talk about something or whatever, uh, just let me know. Um, right. Next movie I saw was. Blood Diamond. I finally saw it. I've had that film for almost two years now on Blu-ray. And I finally saw it. And I was disappointed. Very disappointed, honestly. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. I, I got the film. It's not like I didn't understand it. But I, I just don't... I don't really understand why people loved it so much. Uh, and why it has such an such a high rating on imdb and 8.0 i'm just there like god damn i i had to decide between a high five and a low six i ended up going with a low six because i was like okay there's no need to be so cynical Eunice. all right relax okay come on now don't be such an asshole all the time um and i was like all right you know what there are a couple of scenes that are actually pretty um that are actually well executed and if I had been invested more in in the story and um, in the film and with these characters, then I think I would have potentially cried if I had actually cared about the story, which I didn't. But I still had to compliment the execution, which is why the execution of those um, of like the ending, for instance, I thought that was pretty well executed. You know, a nice little emotional moment there. That I think was a payoff, and um, it deserves that slight uptick uh, from a high five to a super low six, almost a five, but still, it gets that six from me. Uh, then I saw, uh, well, yesterday at least, I saw um, Body of Lies with also with Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, I liked it more than uh, Blood Diamond. Also a six, but this one is a is a, is, a, is like a normal six, you know. So so I enjoyed it. Uh, a bit messy, to be honest with you. I I thought it was a little messy, um, pretty predictable, uh, and. Yeah, but it kind of had 
charm as well. So, oh, gosh, I don't know who this, who played this Iranian woman in the film, but she was goddamn beautiful. Let me look her up. Because, wow, I, I, when I was watching the film, I was like, wow, that woman is actually gorgeous. Uh, I would love to know her name. Let me, let me IMDB the film. By the way, I, I, I didn't even know Russell Crowe was in the film. I had finished the film and I was like, okay. And then I watched it and then I looked it up on IMDB, the film. And I saw, what? Russell Crowe was in the film? And then I saw the character's name, Ed Hockman. And I was like, what? That dude was Russell Crowe? And then I looked at him as if he was Russell Crowe and then I saw the resemblance. <laughs> so that was crazy, man. That was actually crazy. All right, so the beautiful woman is called uh, Golshifte Farahani. Wow, that's a pretty cool name. Uh, God damn. Does she have a nickname? <laughs> uh, Golshifte Farahani. God damn, that's a, that's a mouthful. Yeah. But goddamn, this woman is beautiful. So good on her. She was also in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, or Caribbean, or Caribbean. There you go. Dead Men Tell No Tales, the fifth one, uh, which I haven't seen. Gosh, that, gosh, there's so many films for me to watch, honestly, and rewatch, which is what I did a lot of um, last week. For instance, when I watched um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I watched that film two days ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I had a great time with it, as always. As always, this might have been the sixth or seventh time that I was watching the film. Um, maybe eighth, I don't know. Uh, I cannot describe how much I love this film. And finally, finally, uh, have I figured out this one huge issue that I had with the film? Uh, because I genuinely thought uh, that there was actually this one big plot hole that nobody was talking about. Uh, but that, that was there and I was like, no, this is too obvious of a, of a plot hole to be there. But when I was asking people on Twitter and also my friend who watched the film, they couldn't answer me. Okay, the, the, the Twitter one, that's not really that, it doesn't hold that much of a, oh, it doesn't hold that much weight because I barely have any followers, you know. <laughs> I really, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, so... But I finally figured it out, and, and my question was, uh, had been th throughout so many viewings, um, how do all these spider people come into Miles's, make it into Miles's universe? You know, that was my question. And um, yeah, I know through the collider, I'm aware of that, I know, but... How was it only them coming over to uh, into Miles's universe and not all of the all of their villains, for instance, from the all the other universes and um, all the other people ca causing uh, overpopulation all, and all of that? Um, 
But then I finally, finally, when I watched the film, I got it. Because Kingpin was trying to bring back, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. But he, you know, he, he tried to bring back someone, okay? Um, but Spider-Man, uh, and I'm talking about the first, like, 20 minutes or so, uh, when he was fighting Green Goblin, uh, he was in that zone right like kind of inside the collider uh and um and then you saw on, on like kingpins or the the computer screen you saw that the the, the the like the the other spider people are being reached out uh and uh the, the, they would get teleported over uh and that Finally, finally, I caught that because it had been bugging me so much because to me the film is I mean cl very close to flawless, you know, uh, it's a it's a damn great film and it would have bugged me so much uh, To think that a film this Fantastic and this great and this entertaining and fun would have this gigantic plot hole that apparently no one was talking about. Um, it would have just been such a shame, but finally I caught caught that scene. Now they don't ever explain it really. Why they? No, they don't ever explain it uh, verbally. They never verbally explain it. Um, that, that's one of the more difficult things in film when uh, when a certain plot point is not verbally communicated to the audience um, that's when the audience member needs to be ex especially careful and, and and pay attention to the film because you know i mean sure ideally when we watch a two hour long film we pay attention throughout every single second of the film but i highly doubt that anybody can do that throughout every second you know i am sure that there are those scenes where, let's say, a scene happens and then you, or, or, or a piece of dialogue, all right? And then we're just kind of thinking about it for a second. But in that second that we're thinking about it, we're no longer paying attention to, to the thing that's happening while we're thinking about the one piece of dialogue. So we're automatically missing something, even though we're not looking away, per se, you know? So that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, and I guess it must have been the case kind of for me or I just didn't catch it throughout the entire the, the other couple of many times that I had watched the film but I now finally did and um, I think now I can talk about Black Widow and Loki let me talk about okay no no spoilers don't worry you can watch this if you uh, listen to this if you have not watched Loki and Black Widow. The, no spoilers. Don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything. Trust me. I'm just going to talk to you uh, about how I thought about my overall impression. All right. Not going to get into too much detail. Not going to make this a long review because th this is not a movie podcast. But I, I, you know, every once in a while I enjoy talking about movies on this podcast because I love movies and it's a big part of my uh, life. And day and week and month and year. 
Okay, so let's first talk about the Black Widow film. Heck, let's go with that. I bought it on. Uh, I, I I bought the uh, Premier Access on uh, Disney Plus for twenty two uh, euros, which is a lot of money for a single person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I only bought. Yeah, so 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 you already know I'm gonna rewatch that film a couple of times to to kind of make it work, make it worth my money, right? Because there's no way that I'm that I'm uh, accepting a 22 euro price tag for a one singular viewing experience. You know, I'm definitely not doing that. I'm gonna watch it at at least two more times. I yeah, absolutely. But I think after my exam, so I think in about a month, I'll rewatch it. Anyway, so I watched it last week after I did my podcast. And I started at around 10.45 p.m. And I never, I usually never do that. Oh, gosh, I forgot another film. To, I forgot to mention another film I saw, American Psycho. Yep, that that's another film I saw, and Shutter Island. I, that's another film I saw. Uh, both great films. Okay, but let me get back to uh, Black Widow. <laughs> um, so and I finally finished it at around, uh, gosh, twelve forty-five p.m. or something like that. You know, um, or t yeah, yeah, whatever. So. It's about two hours and 15 minutes long. So I enjoyed it. That's my, <laughs> that's my first impression. I enjoyed it. Uh, first act, I was probably my favorite one. I, I, to me, the first act had the most amount of heart and emotion. And um, I just liked the way the first act was set up uh, and or the, how the film was set up, you know, because the first act is usually when you introduce all, all of the stuff, you know, all of the things, um, the characters and the atmosphere and the story, uh, and just kind of giving you that little bit of a, okay, this film is kind of going in that direction type of vibe, you know, so, and I enjoyed that most about that, uh, that film, so the beginning, <laughs> or the, like the first, I don't know, how long is the first act? 30 minutes, maybe? Um, might have been. I, I'm not sure how long it was uh, in the film. But uh, roughly 30 minutes, let's say. I thought they were, uh, that was pretty good. You know, pretty good stuff. Um, had some emotion. It set up the characters nicely. Now, obviously, with the MCU, it's a definitely always going to be a problem when you do a prequel-type story. Um... And you're gonna or not that you're already gonna know all right so I already know um, Natasha is not going to die because guess what she is in infinity war you know <laughs> and she is in endgame and um, Black Widow happens in between Civil War and um, infinity war so that's an easy answer for you right there. Absolutely. 
And um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yep, so that piece of suspense is already gone. However, the, with the other characters, we don't know. And that was cool. That was cool that we didn't know. All right, what is with Yelena? You know, that's Natasha's sister. What is with um, her mother and uh, her father? Uh, the Red Guardian. Uh, who was my favorite character throughout the, uh, of the entire film. I, I loved him so much. Gosh, I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, God, he was so funny. He was so funny. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but man. He <laughs> Heck, him alone is, is worth another... Uh, Another viewing of uh, Black Widow. Honestly, I loved, I loved him. He was my favorite, favorite part of the entire film. Um, the comedy in Black Widow, aside from Red Guardian, um, was a bit of a hit and miss, or hit or miss uh, for me. Honestly, unfortunately, it was. Yeah, like there, there was a joke. That Yelena made about the way, and uh, Florence Pugh said this in an interview, and this is this is not a big spoiler or if anything, just a, she made a joke about uh, a certain character's pose. All right, the way a certain character poses, and that joke happens three times throughout the film. First two times, I was kind of. Like, eh, mm, didn't think it was all that funny. Third time, I actually kind of, I was kind of like, <laughs> because she says one word and I was like, oh, that's actually funny. Um, so that's interesting. They did the same joke essentially three times throughout the film. It's like basically they did it once in the, in the first act, once in the second act, and once in the third act. And I did not laugh at them for, for the first two acts, but in the third act, it was actually funny to me. So that's interesting. I, I w if you had told me that, like on paper, I would have told you it wouldn't work, but it did. You know, missed for me in the first time, for the first time, missed for me <laughs> the second time, but was a hit for me in the, uh, the third time around. Um, but yeah. Black Widow definitely, and I, oh, I wrote a mini review, so I should just read it out now, right? Uh, because why not? Um, hold on, so I can kind of catch up. Uh, just now, where is this? Hold on. Oh gosh, uh, I tweeted a lot throughout the week, honestly. I really, 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 really did. Um, come on now. All right, so Black Widow. I really enjoyed the film. Great color palette, which had been a problem in quite a lot of the MCU films, but luckily not in this one. Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, if you, for instance, watch, uh, the, the, that's the biggest, I would say it is the biggest issue in um civil war that that's where it's the worst 
the color palette in Civil War. I mean, I get it. It's the it's the filter, it's the le lens that they put on there. But it's just like, dude, everything looks so great, especially in the airport fight scene. Um, I, I was just like, dude, this should look way better color-wise, you know? Like Iron Man's suit looked pretty grayish. The, the red was not that reddish, you know? Uh, just Captain America's suit wasn't that blue. Uh, Vision wasn't that red. I mean, it was just like, dude, show me, show, show me some vibrant colors and some beautiful, stark contrasts. I didn't get that in Civil War. It was the worst to me. Uh, they, but but it's not like it was a problem throughout the entire MCU. No. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I would say both films, especially the second one, had great color palette, uh, color grading. Um, uh, Infinity War, great one. Endgame uh, as well. <laughs> Surprisingly, even in the third act of Endgame, uh, even though it was a grayish um, setting, it still, to me, looked... Yeah... Didn't look too bad, honestly. Um, so yeah, but uh, and I I really like the color palette in Black Widow. Uh, moving on, beautiful soundtrack. Oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, I cannot wait to listen to it on Spotify. Um, or have I already? I don't know. I could, so much has happened throughout the week. I have no idea. Um, and an intriguing plot le uh, leading to a. And all of that leads to a satisfying and enjoyable MCU entry. Uh, that's the way I described it on Twitter. Yeah, and that's pretty much my opinion on it. Um, I give the film a 6 out of 10. I think it's a solid film. Unfortunately, the, and here's where, where, where the film, unfortunately, you know, um, is weaker, you know, uh, or gets quite a bit weaker. And that's the third act. Now let me talk about the first act. I talked about that. That I really liked it. Second act. Second act already started having lows for me. It did have lows. But guess what? It pulled them back up again. With, with some really nice ups. <laughs> uh, so it definitely had ups and downs. But I would more so... I would... Overall, describe the second act as a positive one. But unfortunately, the third act was really underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I liked what I was seeing. Kind of, yeah. But I was also like, dude, this is... Either it's me watching this film at like 12.30 uh, past midnight... That I'm getting tired. Or I'm just really. Not finding this all that. Great. Because I was like. Alright this is the. Typical comic book. Third act. Comic book movie. Third act. Action sequence. We, that we kind of already know. How it is going to end. I mean. Because you know. We have had so so many comic book movies over the many years now um and i love it 
obviously I'm a big big comic book movie fan and I'm getting excited about each episode of a new Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe uh, Disney Plus show but you gotta give me something where, that I'm actually truly invested in and the first act had that to me it did um, second act again had its lows but it was still interesting it was still interesting yeah I, I, I thought it was interesting but the third act it was just like alright so you know since this is a comic book movie I guess we gotta have some big action uh, set piece and I didn't think it was that exciting you know that action set piece I mean I love action in general but you gotta execute it well and I just didn't think it was all that well executed which is a real shame um, and that's really what brought it down from a 7 to a 6 uh, from a low 7 to a high 6 at least it's a high 6 for me, for me. so yeah but I still enjoyed the film and I would definitely recommend it to all the MCU fans out there. And even if you're not an MCU fan, uh, but just want to have a, have a fun time uh, watching a film, um, watch a, a, a new film, you know, uh, watch, watch Black Widow. You're going to, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself. Uh, don't have too high, don't have too high expectations. You should definitely lower them down a little bit. Uh, just in case um, but yeah I, I still enjoyed it now let's talk about uh, <sighs> let's talk about Loki 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 what am I gonna do with you um all right oh boy oh boy oh boy, oh boy. so six episodes now, for those of you who don't know, Loki Season 2 is happening. I don't know when. Maybe next year. Maybe in two years. We don't know when. But it is happening. Um, it'll just... We'll just have to wait and see when exactly that will be the case. Um, ah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Let's talk about the... F okay, so first episode of Loki, I thought it was great. I gave that one an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a great introduction to the show. This fascinating place. Oh, wait. No spoilers, I said. Uh, well, this fascinating setting. Um, and I enjoyed myself a lot. I thought it was interesting. And the nice little tease at the end of that episode... Uh, where we didn't know ooh, who's that character, comic book aficionados already knew who, who that was, but um, it was still a nice little tease for the next episode that would make you get, get you excited. Second episode, um, I thought it was interesting too, you know, um. I gave that one an 8 as well. Uh, I, I don't really have that much to say about it, to be honest. Uh, third episode, uh, that was straight up filler. Uh, yeah, that episode did not need to be there. They could have just uh, 
To me, that was lazy storytelling. Absolutely. And um, that the, 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 that's a real, real shame, honestly. A real, real shame. Because I wanted it to be so... I don't know. It was the first big disappointment for me of the of the of the show. That third episode did not. By the way, this not was not me farting. This was me doing this. All right, on my chair. All right, before anybody says, "Oh, you just farted." Nope, I did not fart. All right, and even if I did, wait, what did I tell you? I don't know. I'd probably cut it out. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, unless it's a silent one. <laughs> anyway, what are, why am I talking about farts now? Hey, I'm just trying to like, you know, clear my name here. Um, third episode, to me, straight up filler. However, it did have a couple of nice moments, which is why I still gave it that uh, six out of 10. Uh, otherwise it would have been a five. Uh, fourth episode. That was, might have been the best episode of the entire season. Because that was very nice. Because the, sh the, the, the episode actually delved into... Uh, or delved, wait. Uh, dives into, goes into, frick, I don't know. Um, goes into the mythology and the lore has some intrigue uh, I thought yeah I think it was actually uh, started off a little slow yeah I think it did I'm pretty sure it did like the first 20 minutes or so a little slow not boring but slow uh, a little too slow for my taste um, compared to the things that it was offering me anyways uh, but then it really picked up and it picked up nicely and it became something really really interesting and exciting and there was a shocking moment uh a shock yeah in that episode um a shock that well i will not tell you but for that episode it was great so yeah eight out of ten and then let's just talk about episode five the penultimate episode uh yeah i give it almost six I don't know why it's so highly rated. I don't get it. It has a 9.2 on IMDb. Uh, that's crazy to me. I gave that one a 6. Uh, had some nice moments. Um, was definitely not as bad as or as poor as episode 3. But... Uh... It was a. That was a bit too much of a. Oh, look at this CGI thing and that CGI thing and. Uh, certain things just rubbed me rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. Uh, episode finally, let's talk about the season finale. Something that I can actually remember because it happened, uh, two days ago. How was it? Season 1 finale of Loki. Did I like it? Unfortunately not. I did not like it. Uh, was it a bad episode? No. 
but I was definitely disappointed. I gave it a six. The film pulls off, you know, gives us one character, a new character that comic book fans evidently have been screaming. Uh, whose name comic book readers have been screaming for and since episode one or so I don't know I I didn't pay attention to that so I, I was like just like yeah I will um, I didn't even I don't know point is I don't care what whatever happens in the comic or happened in the comics you know because guess what Pretty much everything has once happened in the comics, alright? I mean, there must have been like over 200,000 Marvel comics by now, or maybe even millions, I don't know. Um, but like at this point, pretty much, or almost every single storyline has, has, uh, has been... In a comic, you know, made in a comic, so... And guess what? There has been a, some real shitty stuff in the comics as well. People are just like, Well, in the comics, it was like this. I guess we gotta do it on screen as well, in live action, right? And I'm just there like, No, if it's trash in the comics, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, if it's a bad idea, don't do it. You know, and only because it's in the comics that that doesn't mean whether we we should have it if it's actually good. Because you know, remember what everybody was saying with WandaVision, oh Mephisto, Mephisto, you know, or Mephisto, um, didn't happen, <laughs> did not happen, no. Uh, and I was happy because all the all those comic book nerds, <laughs> uh, they were pissed off. And I, I'm, I'm happy seeing uh, people like that pissed off because I just see so much entitlement coming from them, right? That they're like, oh, we know everything because we've read the comics, you know? Oh, you gotta read the comics. You didn't understand the film, man. Uh, and I'm just there like, dude, what the heck? I don't need to read the... Have, I, I don't have to re read the comics to understand the freaking... Or I, I shouldn't have to read... The comics to understand a freaking film, alright? Or whatever. Because some people, you know, I'm just saying that because some people make that argument. I, uh, to, to some some other people who, uh, like, may not have understood a certain thing. They, oh, you gotta read the comics. Uh, dude, if it, if it wasn't explained in the film, throughout the film anywhere, uh... Then that's a fault on the film, and don't come at me with all oh, the comics. Nope, that's an L, an L, and a fail on the film. All right, a failure of the film. So let me, let me take a sip of water. I've been talking about, about, oh, dude, I don't know. I have still so much to talk about. Crazy man, fifty-five minutes. Ah, God, okay. So, all in all, 
They introduced this one character, well, this one new character in the season one finale of Loki. <sighs> I, um, I had mixed feelings about it. About it. That's right, I said it because guess what? I'm not going to say he or she. So that it's not a potential spoiler. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that character. He or she had jokes and it, it was uh, that character like, I don't know. I didn't expect that character to be that funny kind of or did I actually laugh? That's the thing. Did I? I don't even know whether I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. But there was, so the way the character was portrayed, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, criticizing the actor here. I'm criticizing probably the director or the script or both actually, because the character was written in a funny way. The actor or actress um, did their job. Well, actually, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that actor or actress did a good job with that character. Gosh, it sucks when I have to talk like this. Um, but um, let me just call this character uh, Tree. Uh, because Tree is neither he or she. So I cannot give away which gender this character is. Gosh, this is the worst. So Tree was pretty funny. And Tree, I thought, was... Or he was written that way. But I'm not sure that that was the right way of handling the character of Tree. You know? So... It, it almost sounds like I'm like trying to sound like Conor McGregor and say, trying to say three. But he always... He obviously always said like one, two, three... <laughs> That's how he talks. One, two, three. One, one, two, three. Uh, what the fuck is up with this guy? No, with this guy. Boy, how how did you say guy? I don't know. I I find the Irish accent hilarious. But we're gonna talk about the Conor McGregor fight in just a second, which I did not watch, by the way. Um, but I'm gonna talk about it in in like two minutes. All right, and. Uh, yeah, but I'm not sure that that tree was handled in a in an appropriate way. Um, I think tree should have been depicted in a in an epic way. I mean, I get it. The way it, um, there are definitely arguments to be made for why tree was behaving that way. That tree was kind of maybe, you know, losing uh, its mind. Um, uh, after so much time alone, uh, because it is a tree, a, a lonely tree. Okay, I'm gonna stop this now. This, this, this has to stop right now. Um, and I, I'm just not sure how, how, how to... Now, 
I was disappointed by it. And a certain character makes a choice. Makes a, 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 a choice where I was like, ah, oh, dude, this is just stupid. I mean, this character is just stupid. And this is annoying me. Instead of me being like, no. It had me being like, ah, oh, oh, what the freak? This is stupid. And it, it bugged me. It bugged me so very much. It really, really did. It bugged me about as much as um, Star-Lord punching Thanos in the face in Infinity War. You know what scene I'm talking about. Yep, that's about as much as that scene, that one character decision pissed me off. Because, you know... Ah, dude, it, it, mm. Right, it was stupid. Uh, but there are definitely interesting possibilities that this season finale gives um, and uh, has for the future of the MCU. And I'm definitely intrigued and excited and enticed um, for what the future of the MCU will have in store for us. I, as a massive fan, am obviously very excited uh no matter uh, despite being um unfortunately despite being disappointed uh, i am still no matter what uh, a fan of the mcu and um i'm also looking forward to season two of loki and i actually think season two of loki might be better than might turn out to be better than season one i or at least i seriously hope so um one thing I definitely want to... No, I forgot it. I forgot. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. One thing I, I, I actually have to criticize about the show, or another thing, I guess, is... Okay, two things. First, it, it doesn't... Like, I don't know what it is, but to me, these... Disney Plus shows so far have not quite felt like movie level, you know. Uh, One Division was perfectly fine that it that it was a like a television show because guess what? It had the sitcom shtick in it, and I like that, uh, and it fit perfectly. Obviously, you know, it would have been stupid to have uh, One Division as a movie because you just couldn't do it because you're going through all the decades like that and it's just perfect as a as a the way it is set up the way the show is set up to have it be a, a show instead of a film so in that particular instance it made perfect sense and in that per particular instance it was better for one division to be a television show and to feel like a television show and not like a movie However, unfortunately to me, in my opinion, this cannot be said for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. Both of them, and the Mandalorian, um, both of them, while they still feel pretty damn impressive, uh, and um, in terms of visual effects and just style and feel, 
they're not quite movie level. They're not quite there, in my opinion. Uh, this is just me. This is just my opinion. I can, like, when I watch them, I'm like, I'm enjoying myself. And I'm looking at, uh, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. But this did not feel like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of them might also have to do with the lens they put on. But I've, I think they actually use cinematic lenses because they try to make them as cinematic as possible. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is that you can just see that the budget is kind of missing. Uh, I'm not saying these shows are not expensive enough or uh, that these shows are not expensive at all. They are very expensive. Um, but you just see that when, when you have a, um, <clears throat> a, a, a two hour long movie. Uh, like Black Widow that maybe had a budget like I don't know 200 million dollars probably didn't have that much to be honest with you maybe only had like uh, 150 million 130 million I'm not tell you what I could just very easily look this up um, uh, Black Widow um, by the way Black Widow did have a couple of CGI uh, issues but I only noticed it like seriously noticed it in like one scene or like a, in a one uh, one minute scene and in, in a yeah in a one in a in a one minute clip or so you know um, section of the film right uh, budget what was the budget 200 million exactly okay 200 million dollars for Black Widow um, obviously it makes a big difference if you have a two two hour long film and you have a budget for, of $200 million. So you can spread that $200 million out on the, onto the two hours. Now, obviously, you're going to have to pay everybody. And that, that $200 million mark is in there. Um, but $200 million for two hours of film is going to look a lot better than $200 million uh, across what eight episodes or six episodes uh, depending on which show you're talking about um and that's just one of those things where i'm like yeah i i, I could i could see it i could feel it. because you have like six hours of television uh there and even though they're trying to go for the movie vibe and yes it is pretty much working they're not fully a hundred percent there yet and um yeah, I don't know. That, that's just one of those things um, where I'm like, especially, uh, actually, this is especially obvious to me when I w was watching Loki. I was like, this kind of does feel like a television show to me because I mean, it looks nice, but it doesn't, it, it does not look like a, an actual like MCU film with all just uh, fully finished um visual effects uh, I gotta be honest yeah I, 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 I see a difference there uh, and I'm sure you will too and if you don't uh, good for you because that would not break the immersion for you right um, yeah but yeah it's fine
Okay. Yeah, so that's my review so far. Loki is on a 6 out of 10 for me. Like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But but I would still put Loki above the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For the record. And one division at number one. All right, that was enough. Gosh, I've been talking about this for movies and television shows for uh, enough now. Next up, we have. Uh, oh my God, it's it's ten. Ten forty-eight p.m. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. Oh gosh, it, it's freaking hot in my room right now. Uh, my voice. <laughs> I'm tired, honestly. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. I didn't watch it. Uh, do I actually want to talk about this? I don't know. Uh, I saw a lot of people. Now, obviously, dude, I swear, when I saw that, what is what happened to his ankle? That was... Uh, ugh. Ugh. Oh, that was nasty. Uh, crazy how everybody online was just sharing it with, without any warning of like warning. Uh, you know, sensitive material. Nope, everybody was just posting like, up, oh, yup, yup, here is it, here, here, here it is, here it is, here it is. I was like, okay, shit, that looks. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, that that looked. I oh oh oh. That was not pretty, honestly. It really wasn't. Ugh, gosh, and now it's in my head. I cannot fucking lose it. Yeah, um, I've never seen anything like that before. Dude, gross and scary and crazy and ugh. Um, yeah, a lot of people are giving uh, Conor McGregor shit for uh, being a sore loser. Honestly, I don't like Conor McGregor. First of all, to put you know to to just be you know honest here. But to me, when I saw that him talking about it for like a minute straight. By the way, credit to Joe. I love Joe Rogan, man. The way he just sat down on it. Yeah, Joe Rogan is such a professional, man. I think he, he he's great, and I thought he did the right thing. Absolutely, uh, and I even wrote something about this on. Um, on Twitter, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, what was it? Hold on, let me look this up. Um, where is it? What did I write? Um, where was it? Gosh, this is annoying. I freaking wrote something about okay cool I'm not ex I, I, so this is what I, what I wrote uh, I'm not exactly what you would call a Conor McGregor fan but Dana White must have been jumping up and down in happiness with that post-fight interview because it creates great buzz hype and excitement for their fourth fight since Conor brought the, that energy and that's what I saw when, when he got so upset you know, when, when Connor was screaming at the Dustin Poirier after his loss, 
And that was just crazy to me. This actually felt like pre-fight hype. Bill Burr also said this on his podcast. Um, yeah, this actually really did feel like that. So I think I think this is uh, the fact that he did that was great. It's gonna give Dustin Poirier in another big payday, uh, another big payday for Conor as, as well, obviously. Um, and I want to see another one, honestly. And I would actually wake up at like 4 a.m. Maybe not 4 a.m. Uh, or like 5 a.m. in the morning and watch it on the zone. You know? Uh, right. I would watch it. Yeah, that fourth, their fourth fight. Uh, I'm pretty sure I would. Uh, this is... So... Everybody's like, oh, Connor's washed up and Connor's a loser and blah, blah, blah. And a sore loser. I'm just there like, hey... Fair enough, he might be. I don't know. He, I, you know, nobody really likes losing. And if you do for some reason like losing, there's something wrong with you. Like, dude, what the heck is wrong with you? If you like losing, <laughs> um, that that's like str a straight up recipe. Life recipe for disaster. I mean, yeah, absolutely stupid. Uh, anyways, um, oops. Uh, but you know, to me, what he did was smart. You know, from a business point of view, and uh, I, I'm not gonna give him shit for this, even though I don't like him. I, I still respect him though. I, I respect the hustle, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's the type of person that I am. I might not like your you as a person, you know, because you just don't appeal to me or, or just certain things you did. But uh, I'm always gonna be there and look at your work and separate those two things from one another. And I'm gonna respect the hustle. And it's gonna be a, an interesting person. Uh, interesting. An interesting debate you could have with Kevin Spacey as a person he's an absolute scumbag uh, terrible terrible person for all I know but guess what he's a great actor and that's just the thing like when I when I see him in in House of Cards or Seven or um, I don't know the usual suspects which I still haven't seen yet yeah, I know. I know. I know. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Or LA Confidential. Haven't 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 seen it yet. Or 21. He wasn't 21, right? Uh, also, haven't seen it. Um or Baby Driver. Baby Driver, which I also haven't seen. Gosh, this is embarrassing. Um or Superman Returns? Was it? I think he was in that film, right? Which I have seen, <laughs> but that was a long time ago. Um, he's a great actor. Might, might be a piece of shit human being. Uh, yeah, I mean, if those things are true, which I think they are. Uh, yeah, and he kind of admitted to that. Uh, to that yeah, kind of. Because uh, he said he was seeing someone because he was, uh, you know... Because of his issues, but uh, um, 
So to me, that's kind of a confession, uh, honestly. Um, crazy that he's not in jail, right? That's crazy to me. Uh, but he's a great actor, like I said. And he's getting work again, you know. He's working on a film in Italy, uh, which is crazy. Here I go, talking about film again. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Um, but, you know, all I'm saying here is, uh, hey, you might not like Conor McGregor. And I don't, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of enjoy his trash talking because I do think it's pretty funny. Um, he's definitely one of the best trash talkers in the world, for sure. I mean, you just got to give it up to, uh, for him, you know. Um, he has a very massive, large fan base. Uh And uh, very intoxicating type of you know, personality, you know. Uh, uh, and he can fight, or used to. <laughs> uh, he, he, he used to be at the top. He isn't at the top anymore. Uh, but he's still a... Yeah, if you put a, a mid-tier opponent in front of him, I think Conor McGregor beats that person. Uh, but I don't think Conor McGregor is a high-tier, high-end fighter anymore. Even though he's just, what, 32 years old, I believe? Which is um, not even that old, uh, to be honest. Um, is he 32? 33. Okay, 33. Uh, how old is Habib? Habib is 32. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he retired, but... Uh, dude, I, sw I swear he would still fuck everybody up, Habib. Honestly, he would. Totally. He is, it's amazing how, how great of a fighter he is, man. That's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, totally. Um... What is there for me to talk about? What else? Um, I don't know. Wait, what is this one person that's following me on? Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, hold on. What else did I want to talk about? Because I'm slowly like reaching the end. Not really. Not really, if I'm being honest. Uh, let me talk about uh, England, Italy. Who was actually player of the tournament? Donnarumma won it. A disgrace, if you ask me. Only because Italy won? Really? That's why? Get the fuck out of here. That's the reason why? Come on, man. Don't do me like that. All right, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna uh, freaking go through the entire match because, uh, you know, I still wanna put this up uh, today and it's pretty much 11 p.m. right now and uh, I still gotta upload it and that takes a little bit of time until it's finally online and uh, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna watch a film anymore today. Uh, yeah, so, 
all I'm gonna say is Donnarumma, I believe, saved. He saved. Uh, how many did he save? England, Italy. Penalties. Okay, somebody has it full on uh, the full ones on um, uh, on YouTube. Come on, ads. Ah, those YouTube ads, man. All right, now. So Harry Kane scored. Oh, this is actually a trash camera angle. Who's who is this? Oh wait, Harry Maguire scored. Oh, and then the unfortunate three missed. However, uh, Rashford hit the post. You know, just want to remind you guys that Rashford hit the post. Donnarumma did not save the penalty. In fact, he went down the wrong corner. All right. And here's why I'm telling you this. That means... Um... Donnarumma saved two penalties and guess what Pickford saved two penalties as well So What the heck I know I know Italy had been in a, in a penalty shootout before but guess what people were uh, apparently apparently By the way Raheem Sterling should have been crowned player of the tournament. I don't care that England did not win. I'm telling you, if England had won it, then then it would have been Sterling. But it's ridiculous to me that he wasn't crowned that. Um, totally is. And people like calling him out on a dive. It was not a dive. There was contact there in the Den Denmark game. I'm not saying that's enough to to uh, uh, for the referee to give that a penalty. But it was not a dive. There was contact there. And guess what? If that had been a dive. If there had been a dive, he, Sterling would have gotten a yellow card and the penalty would not have been given because guess what? VAR was there and VAR or VAR is there to, to um, see whether it was a complete um, misjudgment or a... a, a, a a complete failure on the behalf of the referee. That's what VAR is for. Now, VAR cannot be like, hey, you know, at least I don't think, according to what the commentator said, VAR cannot be like, oh, yeah, um, no, I've seen enough of the penalties. Um, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I don't, we don't think this is a penalty, you know. No. Uh, they're gonna be like, okay, so referee, you gave it a penalty, um, and the VAR, they're gonna check it, and even if they think that that's not a penalty, they cannot say, oh no, you you cannot give out this penalty because the contact was there. So it is not a, it's not a wrong uh, assessment. Now I'm gonna say this. 
in any other tournament in the Bundesliga, in the Champions League, maybe even uh, the Pokal, uh, which is the German uh, Cup trophy, FA Cup, whatever you want to uh, choose. I think that would have definitely been a penalty. But comparing it to the referees, comparing it to the referees throughout the Euros and them just kind of letting the, the game flow more and more so that they don't interrupt the game every single time. Um, I gotta say... That was not a penalty comparing it with the other referees' decisions throughout that particular tournament of the Euros. Um, so that does not include general refereeing because I have definitely seen a ton of uh, referees make uh, that decision that that would have also been a penalty. But in alliance or, or in alignment of that tournament, in context of that, it wouldn't usually not be one, uh, but because of the, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my explanation for it. Point is, people are oh, they died into the final. Get the fuck out of here! All right, they beat a world class opponent in Germany. Uh, did a beautiful job, two 0 victory. Um, they beat Ukraine's ass four 0 That was nice. Uh, semi-finals uh, they, they conceded a free kick goal it was a tr terrific free kick goal uh, but guess what uh, England they deserved that win easily they absolutely deserved that win e they, they totally did e they even deserved the victory against uh, up against Italy Italy was fighting dirty and it was disgusting I, and I fucking hate Kalini. Uh, you know Kalini, uh, like he might actually be a terrible human being, uh, or at least I don't know. Like he he said some things where I'm like, nah, he's kind of nice, but then he said some other. He's done other things where I'm like, dude, he's an he's a fucking asshole, you know. Uh, first of all, the foul he did against uh, Saka, obviously. I mean, um, that was. Uh, Come on, that, that, that could have been a red. Uh, you could give that one a red. Would have been a bit harsh, possibly, but it's definitely dark yellow. There was another tackle that was a, that was not Kalini, by the way. Uh, a foul against Jack Grealish that should have been a red. Should have been a red for Italy. Uh, absolutely. Um, and it's ridiculous to me that that wasn't one. And throughout the entire match, I was just hating on the referee because I thought he was absolutely trash. Um, yeah, I don't know. And would somebody please explain to me why... Love Island is so big in the UK, you know. So I, you know, I'm not from the UK, so I don't, I don't really get it. I really don't get it. No, like, why the heck is that so beloved? So uh, I have no idea. Uh, 
Um, Jam Kalini, but and the reason why I'll say Kalini is because, like for instance, when they when they had the penalty shootout up against Spain, uh, you know Kalini is obviously a big dude, and the way he was just belittling uh, Ord Alba, that was disgusting, man. You know, you know he's that like piece of shit guy. At, at, he's like that piece of shit guy at a party, who's just bullying the smaller uh, kid. You know, and I hate that type of stuff. You know. You know, nobody really did that to me. Uh, I don't think. Not not really, uh, because I'm pretty tall myself, so six foot one and a half. Um, but I've seen other taller people do that to, to, uh, uh, you know, smaller guys. And I'm just there like, uh, mm, that, 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 that's not cool. You're disrespecting him, you know, and Kalini did that multiple times and Ordi Alba didn't laugh and he, he, he didn't think it was funny and he kept doing it, Kalini. And I'm just there like. What is wrong with you? And, and and then the next match, she does that foul against fucking Saka, and I'm just there like, ah, oh, dude. Like, I actually don't like him. You know? I don't know, man. That game made me really cynical, honestly. Um, and you know what made me more cynical? What, 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 I'm, what made me so pissed about... Italy winning it, it's because I didn't have him on the radar. And that's what bugs me. It's my own ego. It's an ego thing. It is. Because I had I had never thought that they would would uh, be good. And then they, they just kept blasting everybody out of the tournament. And I was just like, no, they're going to lose this time. And they didn't. And, you know, i got to give credit where credit is due. You know, absolutely. They... they they're definitely a force to be reckoned with, you know. They beat out some world-class teams such as um, Belgium, Spain. Penalties, though, you know, pel you know, during penalties. So, yeah, I, and Spain actually deserved that win. Honestly, they. Yeah, honestly, in an ideal world, Spain and England would have faced off one another in the final. Well, actually, if we're talking about an ideal world, um, France would have made it through against uh, Switzerland um, because France would have deserved that win. Uh, yeah, poor Mbappe. I swear, I, I feel so bad for him. Still do, um, but you know that's just when you gotta look at that. You know. Poor Saka, obviously. Poor Rashford. Poor uh, Sancho. Um, yeah, heck, heck. I'm gonna say it. I'm even. I am gonna say it now. Poor Morata. Um, poor Morata. I've given him. I gave him shit throughout the entire tournament. But guess what? Even I am not this cruel. Uh, no. 
not even not even I am that cruel. You know, even I am gonna be there like I'm sorry for you. I feel bad. I feel sorry. You know. And I'm not I'm not gonna be an asshole. Uh and the even bigger asshole, I mean. Yeah, right. And I think Sterling should have absolutely been player of the tournament. I think it's ridiculous because he played great throughout the entire tournament. Uh, maybe except for the Italy game, but he still tried things. He was one of the best players, one of the best English players on the on the pitch. Whenever Sterling was on the ball, uh, the 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 match started getting a whole lot more exciting, and. Um, it's just a, a, an absolute joy watching the man handle the ball and dribble with it. It's just his ideas and his his runs. It's just, he's a very exciting player to watch, and um, he's my favorite player of the tournament. He is my player of the tournament, and yeah. Um, now let's actually talk about the uh, <laughs> because it was so good and so much fun. Uh, Bill Burr's live tweeting of the uh, Euros. And I'm going to quickly say... Yeah, what he was referring to in each of the tweets. So Bill Burr, obviously, is my favorite comedian in the world. Um, he's the reason why I started off this podcast. So I definitely, every once in a while, I name drop him. Uh, and I just... Because I was watching the entire um, match with him. I was like, uh, all right, let me actually do this. Uh, so first of all. He started off with a could have been at the fucking match. Uh, that was a quote of as in uh, Prince Harry. Hashtag Montecito. I don't know what that means. Uh, but, you know, Prince Harry obviously was not there because he's in the U.S. Poor guy. <laughs> the one time England actually make it into the finals and he is not there to witness it. God damn. Once in a lifetime opportunity. But, you know, wait, wh where is actually... Oh, it's going to be in Qatar. Right, Prince Harry. Hey, go there. 2022, baby. Because guess what? Football's coming home. 2022 Qatar I'm telling you anyways uh, then Bill Burr uh, wrote uh, I got money on England uh, he actually did have real money on it uh, 50 bucks with his friend he bet uh, Paul Verzi uh, and then uh, he wrote uh, Italy fans it's not personal it's business and that was when um, England scored the the first goal you know like in the second minute or so who was that again Luke Shaw right uh, that was a nice goal, by the way. Volley tight. And then he said, uh, if I knew England was saying it's coming home, <laughs> I would have bet on Italy. Um, and then he wrote, uh, Jesus Christ, is this boring? <laughs> then he wrote, this sport should be called almost. <laughs> and you know what the funniest part about it is? He said on his podcast that he just kept trolling people. Um, uh, yeah. 
and uh, that, that he actually enjoys the sport of soccer, as he calls it, or football. Um, but uh, uh, he just he just likes trolling them. God damn, he got 788 comments on the Jesus Christ is this boring tweet. Um, God damn, that was a lot of upset fan, uh, upset football fans there. I guess you know, I bet you. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. Um, then he he wrote um, that dude tripped twice. Now there's a there's a player called uh, Trippier on the English squad. I'm I'm not sure whether he, he was talking about him on, or by some other player. Then he wrote they put those animals in pens. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what that means to be honest with you. Then, come on, Italy, tie it up. The crowd is having a sing along. I don't know why he was rooting for Italy all of a sudden because he bit. He did bet on uh, freaking uh, England. <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, then he wrote, uh, "When did England change their flag?" <laughs> he's he's trolling. He, yeah, to the idiots thinking that he's being serious then he wrote the first roll is real the last six are a little suspect talking about a player I don't know who, who, who he's talking about uh, can Italy find the combination to the safe was that guy passive aggressively calling them criminals um, I don't know and then woo, he wrote I guess that was Italy 1-1 uh, I think whoever scores next is important. Uh, no pressure. Whoever. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. And then, and then he talks about, he puts out three tweets about the penalties. And this is what he wrote. Whoever fucks this up should be immediately put into protective custody and relocated to a new country yep and then he wrote this is a terrible thing to do to people it really is it really is. it's a terrible thing for the for the fans and most importantly and most definitely uh, an incredibly terrible thing to do to the players yeah, it's like especially the, the 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 shooters. I don't care about the goalkeepers, you know. Yeah, sure the goalkeepers do have some pressure on them, but you know it's really on the on the the, the penalty taker, you know. Right. So. Yeah. And uh, finally, he he ends it up with a speechless. Last time I felt like this after a sporting event, I saw. Kenny Perry lose the Masters. Now, I don't really know what that means, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that's an NFL reference. But like I said, I don't, I don't watch American football, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, it was... Uh, I don't know. All I know is it's coming home in uh, 2021. And this podcast has been going on for... Fuck! 99 minutes. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one Reddit. One. Only one Reddit one. All right, Reddit relationship advice. 
just to have a little fun one uh, here. Um, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not, uh, nope, not this one. <laughs> nope. Uh, let me see another one. Uh, no, nope. Oh, this could be interesting. And it's not too long. Oh, wait, this is an update. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. And there's gonna be an update. No, I don't want, I don't want something that already has been solved. Let me do a recent one, all right? Uh, let me do a recent one. Um, maybe not uh, one that's like a minute old. Uh, gosh, come on now, dude. This is unbelievable. Usually I have no trouble finding anything. And now I have for some reason... Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. This is a good one. It's called... My parents hid from me that I uh, have a son. What? The parents know but you don't? By the way, the dude is 18 years old. Jesus Christ. What the heck? You clearly you haven't been listening to my podcast, you know, because you didn't wear that condom, dude. God damn, eighteen years old already, a father. Jesus Christ, imagine if that was me. Ah, Jesus Christ, oh my God, and that's a scumbag thing from your parents to hide it from you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. I don't care how old that the, the, the father is. Uh, you gotta. He, he's gotta know. He's gotta be there for his child. Uh, you know, even if he's 18. But let, let's actually read it. So he has a 23 year old sister. Okay. My sister is the one who confessed to me this. Who confessed to me this week. She's known. She's known for a while and so felt guilty about it i'm so mad right now too my parents made me stop seeing my girlfriend Ugh. and i wasn't allowed to have contact i didn't i didn't know why at the time but that's how they always been by the way i apologize for the reading uh it's the grammar used in this is not exactly great okay um so i'm gonna try to make sense of this I didn't know why at the time, but okay. Super controlling if they didn't like someone I'm friends with or a girlfriend, then I had to cut them out of my life. We fought so much over it that time because I loved my girlfriend. I didn't want to break up with her, but had to in the end or they were going to send me to my grandma's in New York. What the heck? Hey, yo, this is very weird. Why don't you just move out? You're 18 years old. Get, your sh get yourself a job 
I'm not saying it's not going to be a, 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 a easy. It's going to be a different uh, change of life in lifestyle. But guess what? You have a son. You got to care for him. You got to feed the family. That's the responsibility that you have as. Anyways, but you're not there. You don't know that you have a son yet. Okay, we're, we're gonna get there. Uh, and she's the fucking worst. Way more, way more bad, I guess, way worse than my parents. Oh, the grandma. Oh, shit. My girlfriend found out she was pregnant. Then her parents, her parents, talked to my parents since there was no way she could reach me. Right. My sister told me my dad was sending them some money so they would stop coming to the house uh, I mean it is a, sh a shitty situation your parents are indefinitely uh, you know you should you really should have worn that condom but it's too late for that now um, you gotta be there for your son uh, my sister to uh, okay I already said that I wrote uh, read that but they told my girlfriend that I didn't want to be involved. Uh, that's now that's now that's not cool. They're lying. <laughs> now you're okay. Oh god. The, <sighs> but they told my girlfriend that I didn't want to be involved with the baby, so she'd leave me alone. They fucking lied to her and then kept me from my baby. My sister been low-key seeing my girlfriend and my baby. She showed me some pics of him. He turned one recently. What? He turned one recently? Oh, shit. God damn. Wait, what? What? Wait, hold on. That means... That you were 17 when that baby came out and 16 when you did your thing, you know. That also means that it's been roughly two years since you last seen one another. Because guess what? Not only did you completely miss your girlfriend and your son for that whole year. That whole pregnancy phase of nine months, you obviously also missed out on because you would have noticed if her belly all of a sudden is all bloated up like that, you know? So, oh, this is, oh God. Um, I've been feeling all kinds of emotions. Uh, first learning about him, then seeing his face for the first time, and now it's hitting me. That I missed all this time with him. Yeah, that's right. Gosh, you're gonna miss his first words. He's gonna miss. You're gonna miss his first steps. This is oh, this is the one. And then my girlfriend spent all this time doing it on her. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Couldn't you just Skype with her or, or Discord or? Don't you play video games and you could just say, hey, yo, I'm, I'm playing with my friends and you have your headset on and uh, you're just going to have your, your girlfriend in a voice call. Couldn't you just do that? And and maybe if you have a laptop and, and you go into your bed, um, 
obviously away from the door so you know when somebody comes in you you see them immediately so they don't catch you uh, um, chatting with her um, I mean it could be a range right uh, mm, gosh yeah let's keep reading um, and then my girlfriend spent all this time doing it on her own thinking I didn't want to be a dad I'm pissed but sad I'm not living with my parents anymore good for you good for you I'm not living with my parents anymore since I decided to move when I turned 18 great move so at least I don't have to talk to them yet about this huge fucked up betrayal I don't know if I can talk to them barely can talk to my sister knowing she was part of it but she said but she says she's sorry and uh, looks like she really does feel guilty I'm scared about what to do now like what if my girlfriend doesn't believe that I didn't know or even if she does think I'm telling the truth will she let me be there for my baby how do I even begin to be a good dad to him I'm working with my uncle and have money come coming in uh, I can help take care of them but how don't I fuck up I'm nervous about reaching out because I don't even want uh, know what the hell to say do you how do you even start a conversation like that okay so you did your first move right you moved out all right um and then also another very smart move uh, you uh, started working because you had to guess what that's what you're supposed to do and uh, you did not stay in contact with your parents and uh, in this particular situation I would say that was the right move uh, and I suggest you forgive your sister because I you know she's being pressured by her Yeah, parents she's living under their house is she because she's 23 I mean realistically she should be out of the house unless she's at uni uh, then I guess it's a, it would be acceptable uh, I don't know I don't know it's I don't know about that but um, I do believe that your sister uh, feels sorry um, so I wouldn't be vicious to them or, or have any like bad thoughts about her however your parents uh, I mean you you know I also gotta look at it like you also gotta look at it like this you really put them in a shitty situation I don't know whether you have any whether you have religious parents you know I don't know whether they are because clearly uh, you just broke one or oh, two big rules. Uh, first of all, having sex before marriage. Bam. Then having a, what, what do you call that? A premarital child. You know, uh, that, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. That 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 definitely is one, and also you freaking 
had sex when you were 16, which is another big deal, because that's, that's young, you know, it is young, um, and you didn't use a condom, I, 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 I probably, you know, that's what I'm, um, and it's a baby, it, it, yeah, and yeah, it's a lot for them. Uh, no, I definitely think they acted the wrong way. They fucking tried to keep it a secret from me. I mean, that's a shitty-ass behavior from them, absolutely. That doesn't excuse anything. You did a bad thing, but guess what? You're supposed to cope with it, you know? And they're gonna... They should be like, all right, you know what? You did this, and you're gonna have to take responsibility for your own child. And... They tried taking that responsibility away from you and keeping it a secret. I mean, I don't even know how, what kind of, I don't want to talk about the, your past anymore because you've moved out, you've moved on, obviously, thankfully. Now, how are you going to? How are you gonna do this? I think your girlfriend would believe you. And uh, your sister, didn't she tell you? Didn't she tell her uh, about the situation? Um, that that you were being lied to by your by your own parents, right? I mean, how? how yeah. Um, and how do you begin to be a good dad to him? Uh, be there for him. Keep. You know, seeing her, you know, uh, well, seeing the mother of your child and seeing your baby and be there for it and be there for her because she's going to have to deal with, a, you know, a lot. Uh, I personally would advise, I guess I would advise moving in together, you know, because you've already gotten that part out of the way where you're like all right you've got a baby together and that you so you might as well share a, an apartment uh, so you can raise the child with her uh, because it, it seems like you you broke up with her only because you had to due to the pressure from your parents um, so if, if your girlfriend does forgive you for something that you don't even have any control over because you were being lied to by your own parents uh, she should forgive you um, especially if you if she knows you and if she knows that you are not like that and you wouldn't do such a thing normally right um, I mean she might have forgotten who you who you are as a person because that was two years ago uh, you're in a very bad situation, you know, uh, sir, I must say, uh, I do not envy you. No, uh, you're definitely in a situation that I would never, ever, 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 ever want to be in. Uh, well, thankfully, I'm not in that situation. I'm almost 21 and uh, I'm not a father. Yes. <laughs> uh, so at least I did one thing right. Didn't I? Uh, gosh, it's freaking 11.35 p.m. I'm going to have to wrap this up in just a second. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, just be there for your son, you know. That's what I have to say.
Yeah. I mean, really. And, um, and how do you not fuck up? Um, just be honest with her. Women appreciate honesty. Men do too, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, women really do appreciate honesty. Um, and since this is a woman you're dealing with, they do appreciate honesty. Just be open to it with her. Don't lie. Don't make anything up. If this is true, what you wrote in this letter, then you have nothing to be afraid of. Really. Just be 100% honest with her. Tell her the situation. Heck, maybe show even show her this Reddit post, you know, because you might as well, right? Uh, yeah, terrible situation you're in here, sir. Uh, but keep, you know, care for your son and care for your, for the mother of your child because she, I mean, you know, think about what she's ha having to deal with, you know, constantly baby crying throughout the night. She's going to have to like take care of him and, and you know, change the freaking, uh, uh, what pampas, uh, gosh, what's that? What's it called? Jer English lingle, uh, diapers, right? Constantly having to change diapers. Um, sucks. It sucks, uh, and for her to, uh, to having to do all of the, all of that by herself, and I'm sure she's very young herself, right? So that it's an extra bit of stress for her as well, obviously. Um, yeah, man, good luck. That's all I can say, man. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed. That was a long one. It, it is freaking. Damn, 11.37 p.m. I'm still going to have to. Uh, I hope I can still put it, put this out today. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, everybody, please stay safe. Take care. And uh, unlike the other guy, please make sure to always wear a condom.